Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 14th, 2022. We're two weeks into the brand new year. We're hearing from God. We're getting words from God on a daily basis. God is talking to us about intentional progress. There's some things that God wants us to experience progress in. Matter of fact, every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives in 2022, this is progress that he already ordained for us to walk in. This is progress that he already set up for us to receive. So this is not something that we have to make happen. This is something that we just got to receive. Our job is not to make it happen. Our job is to receive and maintain what Jesus has already obtained for us. And so there's some things that God wants to see in our lives. What we got to do is yield to him, submit to him, cooperate with him. If you cooperate, God will operate in your life and 2022 will be the best year of your life. So we've been learning from the life of Jesus. Uh, I'm ready to go right back into this series. This is going to be part seven. Prepare your heart to receive the word. I hope that you're ready for the word. Let's get into it. So we've been learning from the life of Jesus. Uh, we studied John chapter five, John chapter six, John chapter eight. Today, we're going to jump over into John chapter 12. Remember, this is part of a, a series where God told me to kind of walk through these six steps uh, in at the beginning of 2022. And, and it's probably going to take me a few months to do so. But I'm laying out right now, step number one, praying, discerning, kind of just seeking God concerning what it is that he wants us to do in this season. And we've been learning this from the life of Jesus. When you know that you were doing what you're called to do, and, and you know that you're only doing what God is leading you to do, then the level of confidence and boldness that you can operate in is a level of confidence that is uncommon in this world. Because at that point, your confidence is not based in you or your humanity or your power, your ability, your strength, your education, your experience, none of that. Your confidence is based solely on him. It is all about him. All right. So we've been studying the life of Jesus. We're going to continue that again today. And this is part seven. So I told you that we looked at John five, John six, John eight. Today, we jump over into John chapter 12. So by John chapter 12, a lot of things are going on. Let's read it. John chapter 12. I'm going to read for you verses 44 to 50 from the easy to read version. The Bible says, then Jesus said loudly, Every, Jesus was bold, man. Jesus said, everyone who believes in me is really believing in the one who sent me. Everyone who sees me is actually seeing the one who sent me. It's like, when you look at me, you see the father, man. I, that's the kind of confidence we got to have. Glory to God. He said, when you see me, you see the one who sent me. Look at that. Verse 45, uh, uh, verse 46. I came into this world, he says, as light. I came so that everyone who believes in me would not stay in darkness. I did not come into this world to judge people. I came to save people in this world. So I am not the one who's judging. Just to be clear, people who hear my teaching and they do not obey, there's a judge for those people. People who refuse to believe in me, who do not accept what I say, then, hey, there's a judge that's going to judge them on judgment day, on the last day. That is because what I taught is not from myself. What I'm teaching is from my father who he tells me what to say. He tells me what to teach. And so I now know that, watch this, 
whatever he tells me to say is bringing eternal life. So I'm saying only those things that my father told me to say. So by John chapter 12, Jesus is operating with this fearless confidence. By this point, it's, it's clear. This is after he raised Lazarus from the dead. By this point, it's clear that his uh, his death is impending, right? It's clear He's at the end of his three and a half year ministry. Um, the crowds were getting bigger. The fascination with Jesus was getting stronger. And the irritation from the Jewish religious elite was at a, a fever pitch. Like they were at the point, that's it. It was a boiling point. They wanted to kill Jesus because more and more people were believing on Jesus and the tension between Jesus and his ministry and his movement and the Jewish religious elite, it was coming basically to a head, right? So, but he was still operating with confidence. He was like not afraid. He still operated with fearless confidence because he was submitted to the father in all things. So what does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning as it relates to Jesus and the life of Jesus and how we can apply it to our lives. Let's get into these four things. I want you to open up your heart to receive. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Four things. Number one, here we go. One of the things that God's grace does is put you in a position to operate with fearless confidence because you know that you are not the one doing the work. So Jesus was so convinced that he was in God, God was in him, that he was doing whatever the father wanted him to do. He was so convinced of his status, his position in the kingdom. He was so convinced of who he was called to be that he operated with a level of confidence. Watch this, a level of confidence that did two things. Number one, it inspired the crowds. And number two, it irritated the Jewish religious elite. <laughs> it did two things. It inspired one group of people, but it irritated another group of people. This is a reminder that when you know who you are and you operate in the authenticity of your divine assignment and the authenticity of the anointing, and you know that the anointing only flows through the authentic. And so you are operating as the man, the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. There are going to be a group of people that are inspired by you, but there will be another group of people that will despise your confidence because it is not an indictment against you. It is an indictment against them. It is because they lack the confidence because of their insecurities. They can't handle somebody who's confident because of their own insecurities. They can't handle somebody who knows who they are, who operates in fearless confidence. And so you just can't be moved by them. You got to be only moved by God and the Holy Spirit and do whatever God tells you to do. In John uh, 12 and 44, Jesus said loudly, everyone who believes in me is really believing in the one who sent me. So listen. For you to make the most of 2022 and beyond, you're going to have to get to the point where you operate as your authentic self. Remember, I taught you this before, the, the anointing only flows through the authentic. When you are not operating with your authenticity, when you're not operating as who it is that God has called you to be, then you're trying to be somebody else. At that point, God can't release the anointing because God is looking at you crazy. Like, who is he? Like, who's he trying to be? Who's she trying to be? The anointing only flows through the authentic. But when you understand your divine assignment and you are operating in the authenticity of your divine, look, I'm very comfortable being Rick Pina. I know who I am and I don't need to try to be anybody else. And so the anointing flows when I'm operating as Rick Pina. And when you are who you are and you know who you are and you're operating as who you are, then at that point, you should not make any excuses for who God has called you to be. The reason why you can be extremely confident is because you know that you're walking in your divine purpose 
You know that as God that has called you, he is on you and in you and with you and for you. He is speaking through you. You are operating in him. He is flowing through you. At that point, your confidence is not in you or your humanity. Your confidence is in God and his divinity inside of you. So you're submitted unto him and you're conduit of his, of his glory on this planet. So when you know that you're not the one that's coming up with the words, when you know that you're not the one that's coming up with the work, that, that God is flowing through you and that you are a human conduit of the divine, then God is f free to flow through you at that point and the supernatural will be natural to you. So this is something I remind myself of all the time. Right before I preach or right before I pray for somebody at the altar, you know what I do? I consciously remind myself that I am a human conduit of the divine. Right before I preach, I, I constantly remind myself of who I am, what I'm called to do, who I'm connected with, right? So Rick and Isabella Pena are submitted to Tony and Cynthia Brazelton. Okay, got it. Tony and Cynthia Brazelton are submitted to Creflo and Taffy Dollar. Okay, got it. Creflo and Taffy Dollar submitted to Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Uh, we're also partners with Bill and Veronica Winston. We're also partners with Jerry and Carolyn Savelle. And so, so when I stand up to preach, glory to God, I remind myself that every earthly anointing is made available to me and it's not about me and, and it's all about him. If I'm at the altar and I'm about to pray for somebody, I remind myself that I am a human conduit of the divine, that these signs shall follow them that believe. If the sick come, then they, the Bible says, come unto the elders of the church that they may anoint you with oil and lay hands on you and pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. So I remind myself that it's not me, it's all about him. And when you remind yourself that it's not you, when you remind yourself that it's all about him and you get out of the way, and then once you get out of the way, God is free to flow through you. The reason why Jesus was able to operate with this level of confidence because his power came from his submission. He was saying, it's not about me, it's all about the father. Everything I say is from him. Everything I do is from him. Therefore, the power the glory, the anointing, the favor has to come from him. When you get out of the way, when you know that it's not about you, it's not about your humanity, it's, a, it's about the divinity that God has placed in you, then there's nothing that you can't do because there's nothing that God can't do and God lives in you. Now, you just, just as a reminder, this will inspire some people, right? Some people will be inspired by you, but other people will, be, will despise you. They will, they will put your name in their mouth now, don't worry about it because their poison can't stop your purpose, but they will put their name in their mouth because they cannot, they cannot stand the level of confidence you operate in because of their own insecurities. And the church said, amen. Number two, <laughs> Jesus was so convinced uh, that, uh, so convinced of who he was and that he and the father were one that he claimed that looking at him was looking at the father. Think about that. He was like, you know what? Me and the father are one to the point where looking at me is looking at the Father, John 12 and 45. He says, everyone that sees me is really seeing the one who sent me. Two chapters later, in John chapter 14, he says, listen, man, I got to go where I'm going. You guys can't go, but don't worry. Uh, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm going to receive you, all of that, in my Father's house of many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. And then one of the disciples said, hold on, Jesus. Well, before you leave, I, I, we don't want you to leave, but before you leave, can you show us the Father? And Jesus got upset. He was like, wait a minute, hold on, stop. I've been walking with you guys for three and a half years. And you're going to ask me, show us the father? Dude, haven't you seen me? If you see me, you've seen the father. 
I'm talking about that kind of confidence. I'm talking that's the kind of confidence we can operate in. When you know that your life is all about God, all about him, that you're submitted unto him in all ways, in all things, at all times, you don't have to be unapologetic. You, I'm uh, apologetic. You can be unapologetic about who you are in Christ. Don't make excuses. Don't make apologies and don't make concessions. You know who you are and you got to operate as who you are. He was like, looking at me, it's seeing the father. What you talking about? Show us the father. Don't, you cannot be moved by people. You got to know who you are and don't be apologetic about it. Don't make concessions for it. You embrace the grace to be who it is that God has called you to be. And when it comes to other people, don't allow their praise or their poison to sway you. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Don't allow their praise so you can get the big head. Don't allow their poison so you can get frustrated. It doesn't matter. Whether it's praise or poison coming from other people, don't be moved by people. Only be moved by God. The life of faith is what happens, not when you convince God, but when God convinces you. Jesus was fully persuaded that he was a human conduit of the, of the divine. He was fully persuaded. He wasn't trying to convince God. God had convinced him. And so, so when you are fully persuaded, it's not about you trying to convince God. This is what happens. The life of faith is what happens when God convinces you. When you are fully persuaded, I'm fully persuaded that I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will go wherever God tells me to go. I will do whatever he tells me to do when I get there. I'm a human conduit of the divine. Nothing can stop me because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. When you are fully persuaded, of who you are, when you are fully persuaded of what God has called you to do, you will operate in a level of confidence that is uncommon because it's not human. It is divine confidence. Say amen to that. Number three, when you know who you are and you're operating in your divine calling, you have the confidence that all of heaven has your back, right? So God does not have to have your back when you're doing your own thing. To be clear about that, God never signed up to perform your words. So, so you don't get to just say whatever you want and heaven has to have your back. No, God never signed up to perform your words, but Jeremiah 1 and 12 says that God watches over his word to perform it. Psalms 103 and 20 says that angels hearken to the voice of his word. When I give his word voice in the earth, angels have to move. When, when I'm speaking God's word on this planet, when God is giving me the words and performing the work, he's watching over his word to perform it. When he sends me out to say something, do something, operate as his legs and his feet, and his mouth on this planet, then all of heaven has my back because I'm not the one that's doing it. I am a human conduit of the divine. Jesus was so confident that he, that he, he was like, I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do, that he openly declared. This is what he said in, in verse 46. I came to this world as light, so everyone that believes in me will not stay in darkness. He was like, guess what? I know that I'm blessed. I'm doing what God has called me to do. So God will bless those that bless, that bless me. God will curse those that curse me. Like people that come up against me, they're going to have to deal with God in the day of judgment. Matter of fact, those that want to bless me, God is going to bless them because of all of heaven has my back. That's what, that's what God said to Abraham. He says, listen, whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless. Whoever curses you, I'm going to curse. I will have your back. Look at me. I'm talking to somebody that needs to know God has your back when you're operating as his feet and his legs and his mouth and his hands on this planet. If you're doing what God has called you to do, all of heaven will have your back. You can have confidence because you know that you're submitted unto him in all things at all times. As a matter of fact, say this right now. We're going to do a confession later, but say this right now. Say, I launch out into this day determined to walk in my divine purpose. As I do, all of heaven has my back. God is for me and he is more than the entire world against me. Say amen to that. Glory to God. All right, number four, last thing for, 
for this week, uh, when you know who you are and you know that you're only saying what God told you to say, then you can operate with a level of confidence that far exceeds anything from this world. Let me read for you verses 47 through 50 again. Jesus said, I did not come to this world to judge people. I came to save people in this world. So I'm not the one who judges, right? People who hear my teaching and they don't obey me, listen, when you're saying what God told you to say and people reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God and they're going to have to deal with God. They don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. They're going to have to deal with God. He said, there is a judge for all those people who refuse to believe in me, who do not accept what I say. Now, the message that I've spoken to them, that message is going to judge them in the last day because God is going to bring up the fact that, hey, I sent my son. He was right in front of you and you rejected him. That is because what I'm saying is not of myself. It's the father. My words are the father's words. He's telling me what to say. He's telling me what to teach. And I know that whatever he says is going to bring eternal life. So the things that I'm saying are only the things that the father told me to say. See, Jesus made it clear. When you are operating as a human conduit of the divine, when you understand that I am simply a vehicle, a channel, a vessel, an instrument, a conduit of all of this, it's not about me, it's all about him. And Jesus didn't have to walk around trying to judge people because he knew that there was a judge. And he was like, all I have to do is say what the father tells me to say. And the father is going to deal with these people. So let me say this as I close. You don't have to get people back. This is one of the lessons that people got to learn. Listen, you don't have to go around trying to get people back. When they reject you, they're rejecting the God in you. Don't worry about it. God is the judge. God is the, a, a God of justice and recompense. So you don't have to get people back. God will ensure that, watch this, whatever seeds people sow in your life, good or bad, whatever seeds people sow in your life, good or bad, God will see to it that they reap a harvest on every seed sown. So you don't have to worry about it. And another thing, when God does use you for his glory and you are uh, uh, glorified or you get accolades or praises or, or all of that, don't take on, here's a, uh, the last lesson I'll give you for this week. Don't take on any credit and don't take on any pressure. So don't take the credit for what God is doing and don't take on any pressure to perform either. When you know that you're a, an instrument, a vehicle, a channel, a vessel, a conduit, when you know that it's not about you, it's all about him, that then you know that you are here to bring glory to his name. And when God is glorified through your life and living and you get the spotlight put on you and you get promotion, advancement, increase, acceleration, accolades, don't foolishly take God's credit. Remember, the Bible says that God is a jealous God. You don't ever want to take God's credit. When the spotlight is on you, be quick to deflect that glory right back to him. This is a lesson that I, I learned a long time ago. God gets the glory. We get the benefits. God gets the glory. We get the benefits. So, so when the spotlight is on you, you deflect that glory right back to God. You give him the glory. And when, you, when he gets the glory, this is what happens. Let's say, and this is, this is the story of my life. God causes me to experience his favor. Uh, what I put my hands to do prospers. As a result, people bring accolades, acknowledgement, praise, promotion, increase, favor, whatever. When that comes, I deflect the glory right back to God. As a result, God is glorified on this planet and his kingdom advances, right? So when God sees that his kingdom advances through me and I'm always going to give him the credit and I'm always going to give him the glory, what does God do? He gives me a greater level of influence. So he promotes me, advances me, gives me favor with people. 
so that I can have more influence. So he could be glorified even more through my life. So he gives me a greater level of influence and favor and advancement and acceleration and promotion and increase progress for 2022. And when he does, what do I do? I give him the glory. <laughs> and then what does he do? He gives me another level. And then what do I do? I give him the glory. And what does he do? He gives me another level. And the, and the process keeps repeating itself. So as we're talking about advancement and promotion and progress for 2022, here's a, here's a, here's a, a major lesson. God gets the glory. You can have the benefits, but never take God's glory. When God knows that he can promote you and increase you and favor you because you're always going to give him the credit, always going to give him the glory, then there's no level, there's nothing stopping God from blessing you. Because at that point, you are a human conduit of the divine. At that point, he can trust you with more because you're going to praise him on a greater level and he will continue to be glorified through your life and living. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen on that last point. Uh, let's close this out with a declaration, uh, declaration of faith. I want you to open up your heart and your mouth, and I want you to say this and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me about your willingness to use me by your undeserved grace. Now, there was a time in my life where I didn't feel worthy. There was a time in my life where I focused on my faults and my flaws and my failures. But those days are over. The message of grace has changed me. I now know that you want to bless me, not because I'm good, but because you're good. So I now believe what you believe about me. I am now fully persuaded of what you call me to do. So I embrace your grace and I walk in fearless confidence. My confidence is not in me. My confidence is in you. I launch out into this day and every day that follows as an instrument, a vehicle, a channel, a vessel, a conduit of your glory on this planet. And when the accolades come, I'm quick to deflect that glory right back to, right back to you. You get the glory. I get the benefits. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is it. That's today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button. Get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, it's Friday. On Fridays, I do like to highlight a few things. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do so. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. Subscribe to the channel. But also, if you're not a partner with our ministry, I've shared with you many times some of the things that we do. We have the school in the Dominican Republic. We just finished the school. We're about to build a church. Um, we're excited about what God is going to do in our lives in 2022. If you want to partner with our ministry and be a partaker of the grace that's on our ministry, Go to ripministries.org, click on the donate button, and make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, Monday is uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, so I won't share today's word on Monday, but I'll come back on Tuesday. So I'm going to see you on Tuesday. Have a great three-day weekend. I speak life and blessings over you. Have an listen, this is a message you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your heart. God gets the glory we get the benefits. Greater is coming.